0: a war where the uh, Hamas and the uh, Hezbollah are attacking Israel. Now, the, <clears throat> the uh, Hezbollah are Shia, and the uh, Hamas are Sunni, and, of course, they're taking marching orders from Iran, where, as I understand it, uh, the Wahhabi form of Islam is practiced a particularly uh, violent form. So the basis of this war is primarily religious. And unfortunately, it has uh, resulted in uh, unspeakable savage atrocities, which uh, need not be described here. But I felt it might be an appropriate time to look at some of the things that uh, the entity Seth said about the relationship between uh, religion and God and how our notion of God evolves along with the evolution of our own consciousness. Now, you might recall in the last session, we talked about how the future pulls more strongly than the past pushes, and how, because the cells have knowledge of past, present, and future via the consciousness units, uh, that uh, the anything that anyone wants to create upon this earth, and we use the example of the architect's uh, drawings, and they actually come, they're inserted into the present from the future, Because at the cellular level, we are already aware of some probable futures. Now, that uh, was dealt with in detail in the last session. But just as the architect has plans for a building that are actually inserted from the future, in greater terms, the Seth entity said, the race has plans for itself. However, these plans are based on a, uh, a much vaster comprehension that we as a race have a vaster comprehension of the probable issues, abilities, and conditions involved. And then he went on to to, uh, point this out, and I'll read it. A people's recognized God represents such a psychic plan, projected out as an ideal. It will be followed by physical organizations, structures, meant on a different level to help achieve a, quote, spiritual evolution. Because you dwell in time, however, the God image will also reflect the state of your consciousness as it, quote, is, that is at the present moment, as well as point toward the future state desired. Now, the God concept will operate as a psychic and a spiritual blueprint, just like the architect's plans, only at a different level. Now, each species, Seth explained, has within it such blueprints to varying degrees, and these are important because they carry within them the idealized probabilities, all those future probabilities. They are valid again, psychically and biologically. They will serve as biological patterns to the cells, as well as psychic stimuli in terms of consciousness. So that means the blueprints that we have for our consciousness to develop in a particular manner, it's already there at a certain idealized version. And psychically, we're already tuned into it, Just as for biological development, animal forms are already attuned into their future form. So Seth went on. He said, the spiritual and the biological cannot be separated. Their purposes and realities merge. For now, simply let me simply mention that any gods appearing among you must always be of your time, while expressing ideas and concepts that must shoot beyond your time into the future and serve as psychic stimuli, strong enough to affect future changes. So when in historic terms the race was in the process of adopting a necessary artificial separation of itself from the rest of nature, now that's something we discussed in a past episode, when it needed to be assured of its abilities to do so, when it took upon itself the task of a particular kind of specialization and individual focus, that's again something that we've talked about. Our consciousness, when we're on the Earth plane, we have to have that uptight, close, specialized focus, and excluding other realities for as far as our senses goes. Okay, so the Seth then goes on to do that. It needed a religion that will assure it, that would assure it of its abilities. Now, uh, this interesting point here, he comes about the the male and female. The male-female characteristics at that time became psychically alienated from each other. The differences were exaggerated. The ancient mother-goddess concept became the, quote, unconscious. The male, purposely forgetting the great natural aggressive thrust of birth, took physical aggression and force as his prerogative, For this came to represent the quality of ego ego consciousness and its need to physically manipulate the environment. Uh, That's easy enough to understand. We've got the uh, emphasis on the male attributes, the aggressiveness, taking action, controlling the environment. Uh, His next next point is uh, important. He said, While ego consciousness recognized its deep oneness with the earth, And all the creatures, all its Earth's earth's creatures, it could not at the same time develop those abilities of specialization and its own particular unique focus uh, that it had decided on. The growth of separate tribal cultures, for example, and later of nations, could emerge only through a sense of separation and a certain kind of alienation. This, however, allowed for a diversity that could not otherwise be achieved under the accepted conditions. The seemingly local Jewish God, Yahweh, or Jehovah, that ended up in one way or another by destroying the Roman Empire, and in so doing brought about a complete reorganization of a planetary culture. Christ, as he is known historically, psychically represented man's probabilities. His theories and his teachings could be interpreted in many ways, They stood for kernels that man could sow as he wished. Because of Christ, there was an England and an industrial revolution. The male aspects of Christ were the ones that Western civilization emphasized. Other portions of his teachings did not follow this main line of Christian thought, and so they were buried. The church ignored Christ's physical birth, for example, and they made his mother an immaculate virgin. Which meant that the consciousness of the species would, <clears throat> for a longer time, ignore its relationship with nature and the feminine aspects. Seth said, I'm speaking now of mainline Western civilization. God the Father would be recognized and the earth goddess forgotten. There would be feudal lords, not cirruses. Man would believe he did indeed have dominion over the earth as a separate species. And why? Well, it's because God the Father had given it to him. So rising ego consciousness then would have its religious reasons for domination and control. The Pope became God the Father personified. But that God had indeed changed from the old Jewish Jehovah. Christ historically speaking had altered that concept enough so that at least God the Father was not quite as capricious as Jehovah. So there was no longer an emphasis on this God who would uh, cast fire and brimstone and uh, uh, cast people into eternal fires if they didn't behave a certain way. As uh, Seth explained, some mercy came to the forefront. Growing ego consciousness could not run rampant over nature. On the other hand, holy wars and ignorance would keep the population down. The church, however, the Roman Catholic Church, still held a repository of religious ideas and concepts that served as a bank of probabilities from which the race could draw. The religious ideas served as social organization, which was needed, and many of the monks managed to preserve old manuscripts and knowledge underground. Those who were allied with religious principles now, they mainly survived and brought forth communities and descendants who were protected. Psychic and religious ideas, then, despite many drawbacks, served as a method of species organization. These psychic and religious ideas, then, he pointed out, are far more important in, quote, evolution than is recognized. Religious concepts from the beginning kept tribes together, provided social structures, and ensured physical survival and the protection that made descendants most probable. Seth continued, realize that for now I'm emphasizing your Western civilization. American democracy arises directly from the birth of Protestantism, for example, and a new kind of venture. Luther is as much responsible for the United States of America as George Washington is. Other democratic societies had existed in the past, but in them, democracy was still based on one religious precept, though it might be expressed in different ways. As for example in the Greek city-states, the Holy Roman Empire united a civilization under one religious idea, but the true brotherhood of man can be expressed only by allowing the freedom of man's thought under the banner of cooperation, and only that will result in the fulfillment of the species with developments of consciousness that in your terms were latent from the beginning. I want to repeat that sentence. The true brotherhood of man can be expressed only by allowing the freedom of man's thought under the banner of cooperation. And only this will result in the fulfillment of the species, with the developments of consciousness that in your terms were latent from the beginning. Notice here that Seth stressed the freedom of man's thoughts under the banner of cooperation, not under the banner of hatred. Now, unfortunately, Muhammad had to have the freedom to express his ideas, which included killing Christians and Jews. He spread his ideas not through persuasion, but through military conquest. So those followers of political Islam, of the strict version of killing Christians and Jews, that version could hardly be called cooperation. Now, fortunately, there are millions of Muslims alive today who ignore that part of the religion, and instead they focus on the uh, more peaceful, brotherly aspects of the religion that are indeed in line with the notion of cooperation. So we have both forms of that uh, in uh, our society today, The millions of very nice Muslim people who emphasize uh, cooperation and peace and brotherly love. And then we have the others who called the U.S. the great Satan and Israel the little Satan. Seth had a little bit more to say there. He said, I'm telling you that so-called evolution and religion are closely connected. Further developments in your concept will lead to greater activation in portions of the brain now not nearly utilized. And these, in turn, will trigger expansions in both psychic and biological terms. Well, if that's to happen, it means that there's already a future in which the cooperative uh, aspects of religion, of both uh, the Muslim religion and Christianity and others, that future version where we have the religions uh, emphasizing the cooperative nature, that will have to be brought into the present, from the future, and when that happens, according to uh, Seth, when that happens, there's going to be an expansion uh, of our capabilities, both psychically and biologically. Uh, Seth goes on then to make a point which is uh, quite logical. He said, the growth of ideas space-wise was a prerequisite. Men on one side of the planet had to know what men were thinking on the other side, and all of this supposed spatial manipulation. Religious incentives always served to stimulate man's spatial curiosity." Seth uh, then went on to describe a a notion of the future that isn't necessarily tightly tied to our concept of God, but it's brief and I'll relate it here. He he talked about uh, species. He said, Many of the species that share your world bear within themselves latent abilities that are even now developing. Men and animals will again meet upon the earth with the old understanding and yet in a new situation. There are no closed systems, and in deep biological orders each species knows what another is doing and its place in the overall scheme that has been chosen by each. You are perceived in one way or another by all those inhabitants of earth that you may consider beneath you. Problemal man is emerging now, but also in relationship with his entire natural environment, in which cooperation is a main force. You are cooperating with nature, whether or not you realize it, for you are a part of it. Well, that concludes what Seth had to say, but his reassurances at the end are quite positive. It implies we'll not only be cooperating with nature, but our religious concepts will primarily be ones that stress cooperation, love, brotherhood, and a recognition that we are in fact all one. That's not easy to envision right now, given the war that has just started, but uh, let's think on the positive side and believe that what will materialize in the future will be a world where all the major religions emphasize cooperation and not conflict. Well, that's the end of today's session, and once again, I'm Dan McEnany bringing you Lessons from the Helpful Dead.